Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Somebody's Game Stops Wrestling Podcast, both wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, 40 for 40, Matt Elfring, and with me, as always, is none other than 40 for 40, Chris <gasps> E. Hayner. Chris, how are you? Join the Dark Order, Matt. Join DarkOrder.com. I forgot that after the episode ended last week, you added me to the 40 for 40 club. That's true. Guys, someone, if you don't did listen- Did someone die? You need to listen past the music. Someone died. Someone died in the in, in our grand world. Someone died, and I took their spot. They were between the ages of forty and fifty, mm-hmm. and I took. Now, now I think I'm contractually obligated to buy the shirt. I think so. Okay, okay, I can do that. Okay, I can buy a shirt. Can I get it on a mug too? You can I drink get it on whatever you want. I drink coffee out of my Wrestle Buddies forty for forty mug. I have a shirt, and I've got a sticker on my work laptop. S- sweet. Yeah, absolutely sweet. Yeah. I've yet to I've yet to make a shirt of my uh, Wrestle Buddies join the Dark Order variant because I'm pretty <laughs> sure AEW will sue me. I don't know if my 40 for 40 is legal on a couple fronts because number one, no, I've, I've altered the 30 for 30 logo enough, I think. Uh, but Matt, we don't own the Wrestle Buddies logo. <laughs> we do not own that logo. That is owned by Red Ventures and GameSpot. That's why we're not making shirts for people. We're just creating dumb things for ourselves. Inside joke shirts are what we do. Yeah. Um, I had. A, a, I'm sorry. You want one? Too bad. Sorry. Yeah. I. Here's the thing. I was um, confronted last week about someone else who is 40 and wants to be in 40 for 40. Really? Um, a listener. Um, the two people that are in their 40s and for, want to be in 40 for 40. Guys, I. I was going to say I don't control the group, but as you know, I control 40 for 40 now. Wait, um, you control 40 for 40 or Wrestle Buddies control? Wrestle Buddies does, but I'm kind of the one pulling the, the yeah, levers. I'd, I've got a lot going on with my Dark Order duties that like I can't true. also handle this. No, you are fully part of the Dark Order and I'm fully invested in running 40 for 40. I'm if just things, proud to be a member. If things start opening up, yeah, maybe you guys can join 40 for 40 if you continue to listen to the podcast. If you have a birthday coming up and you're turning 40 or you're in your 40s, let us know. Maybe you can join 40 for 40. Maybe you should write it in a review on the Apple Podcast app or Spotify and then assign it five stars to get off our backs. No, I'm sorry. If you assign it five stars, you're allowed to stay on our backs. Yeah, you can. You can stay on our backs. Um, It was pretty funny when I asked, hey, can people like go review us or rate us on iTunes? Because no one's done that in a long time. And we got uh, four replies of get off our backs. <laughs> on twitter i'm like oh thank you thank you guys for listening thanks for listening but like go write it in the podcast app i think those are people that have already reviewed us great 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 anyways we have a one item menu with the return of a very special segment we haven't Mm. done in a long time chris tell us about this menu i'm so excited matt you surprised me with this yesterday and from the go i was on 
board. Today, toot, 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 chug, chug, Aruga. Uh, today we are discussing perhaps the most important feud in wrestling history. No, not Big Boss Man versus Big Show. No, not the Big the Boss. Not Big Boss Man versus Al Snow. What? No, not Big Boss Man versus the Undertaker. It led to that really bad Hell in a Cell match. Oh, they weren't feuding. I don't think it was. It was weird. Uh, no. We're talking about, Matt, it's Bella v. Bella, dawn of sassiness. We're talking the Nikki <laughs> versus Brie Bella feud that, like, you've done more digging on this than I have because I kind of want to be surprised. But, Matt, yeah. it's one of the more demented feuds I can remember WWE having, just based on the little bit I've looked into it. Uh so I'm going to let you guys know right now, there's a piece on GameSpot.com that kind of goes over the various what have you's of what happened with this um, feud and what led to it. We are going to be digging into promos more than anything else um, with a with an overview. But also, Chris, it's the return of WrestlePiece Theater, the classiest thing yes. on this show. It's been gone for like a year and why not bring it back with the Bella feud? Uh, or as they call it, Cinderbella. That's. Wait, what? We'll get into that. Uh, also, Matt, when we get when we get I'm going to let you know. I have a very personal connection to a piece of this feud. Yes. That I was there for that. I have not disclosed to you yet. Do you have a T-shirt that says that says uh, Cinderbella feud? And on the back, it says I was there. No, but like, can we make that? <laughs> Matt, what if Matt, what if there. we what if we just make a Wrestle Buddies t-shirt store that doesn't use any copyrighted imagery and we just make dumb shirts that we find hilarious? Norman Smiley versus Terry Funk hardcore title match on the back. I was there. And there you go. I can have okay. that and I believe Kurt our listener can have that as well. I would also like a Norman Smiley versus Terry Funk WCW hardcore title match. And on the back, it just says, I was not there. <laughs> I was not there. Hey, editor Matt here. Um, we go on and on about making I was not there shirts and was really fun. Uh, I was alerted last night um, that WWE had already done. I was not there shirts for the pandemic. Um, anyway, we're going to fast forward a little bit. Uh oh, police! I gotta go. Bye. We sh honestly, we should start. We should just start a Wrestle Buddies T Public, and we can't use the Wrestle Buddies logo or the or, uh, or, honestly, the, or, or the title the name Wrestle Buddies. Okay, so it'll be in one of our T Public stores. I'll make a couple SmackDown hacker shirts. Yeah, <laughs> cut all <laughs> of this out, Chris. Matt. I'm gonna say this to you. I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna bleep it right now. What I want to do? Uh -huh. I'm gonna get a. I would wear the shit out of that shirt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Matt, we're doing all of this. Okay, I'm going to leave this is SmackDown. A, this is a genius idea. Nobody oh, will understand man. it. Not at all, because we can't put WrestleBuddy's logos on anything. SmackDown what if I just do? I don't do it. I don't no, like I can't. This. I don't know. It's fine. Okay. This isn't about WrestleBuddy's. Well, everything's about WrestleBuddy's. It's also about our sense of humor. All right, let's just get into the main subjects now.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris, I want you to come in a time machine with me to eight years ago. Okay. Is that, that, are you, can you do that? So we're talking 2014. 2014. I mean, yeah, you could be listening to this in 2037 and you'd say eight years ago, 2029. That, I mean, that's when the war started. Um, The wrestling wars. (laughs) WCW's back. Oh, no, AEW and WWE have a real literal war in 2029. Oh, that's a that's not good. No, it's not. I don't I don't I don't want it. No, neither do I. And we have no. God, way to stop can you it. imagine the pyro in an actual wrestling war? <laughs> just, it's the, the front lines. It's Cody Rhodes <laughs> and <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> General Cody Rhodes and General Seth Rollins. Oh, and on the other side, there's General Sunny Kiss, General <laughs> Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. <laughs> oh no, Impact's Matt, trying Matt, to come in. Matt, can we? I know we've got a we've got a very important topic to talk about, but like, can we just for a second reflect on how much pyro Cody has in WWE? It's out of he has three separate pyro hits. He has the one that reveals him, the one when he's at the top of the stage, which is actually a two tiered pyro hit. You have the explosion, mm-hmm. and then you have the sparklers come up, and then yep. he has it when he's standing on the top top turnbuckle when he gets to the ring. Adrenaline in my soul, please give me the most. Boom, 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 boom. No, no, it's adrenaline in my soul. Please give me the most pyro. And they're like, okay, if it's in a song, we have to do it. I wonder if that's how Cody pitches his ideas. He's like, listen, guys, adrenaline in my soul, Vince. Sit down, Vince, for a second. Vince. Adrenaline in my soul. I want a U.S. title shot on Raw. I know that doesn't rhyme, but please bear with me. Adrenaline in my soul. What if I uh, feuded, I kept feuding with Seth Rollins. What if we didn't end it and we just kind of kept going because we have really good matches? (laughs) Oh. Adrenaline in my soul. I'd like to be in a promo for the upcoming, uh, the upcoming uh, Money in the Bank, where I say that uh, if you win Money in the Bank, you can go right to WrestleMania. Money in the Bank. Can I wonder if? So you know how Cody's theme. This is stupid, but (laughs) this is not. This is good. Cody's theme kicks off with like wrestling has only one royal family. This is what I want. I Uh, want. The, raw to kick off like gung gung wrestling has more than one royal family but then seth rollins music hits and he and becky lynch walk out with their baby <laughs> <laughs> and they're wearing like crowns and whatnot because they're royal like i what think that if, would be that would be legitimately good what if and this is the worst idea but i like this idea um so like Becky comes out. She's won multiple championships. Uh, Seth comes out. He's won multiple championships and their baby somehow wins the 24 seven championship. I mean, yeah, that seems, I fair. mean, that's plausible. Yeah. Adrenaline. Yeah. My soul. What Please if, give this baby some titles. What if 
WWE introduces a trios title just to give it to the Rollins Lynch family. I I don't hate it. I do love it. And then Cody has to like draft a ragtag group of individuals to help him. And it's I'm assuming QT Marshall. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. They're in, he's an AEW. Yeah, for now. I'm assuming it's going to be QT Marshall and uh, Brandy. Brandy. QT yeah. Marshall is kind of like Brandy and Cody's baby, right? Yeah. Yeah. Adrenaline <laughs> in my soul. Look, I brought QT Marshall over to WWE. And the crowd goes mild. Anyway, but guys, we freak out. I, you know what? I love QT Marshall. Screw it. Why do you call him QT Marshall, Matt? His name is clearly QT Marshall. (laughs) I can't. I just can't. What if his name is actually Cutie? Cutie Marshall. (laughs) Cutie Marshall. It's not. And he's just really upset. He's like, no, it's not QT. It's Cutie. Like, I'm pretty. It's spelled C-U-T-I-E, idiots. You dummies. I'm a special pretty boy. I'm in the nightmare family. You will respect (laughs) me. I'm the prettiest boy in the nightmare family. Look at this pretty face. JoinNightmareFamily.com And that's the episode for this week. See we'll see you next week. week. <laughs> Adrenaline. That's our new closing theme music. Adrenaline in my soul. We gotta go. Adrenaline in my soul. Let's go back to 2014. Okay, 2014. This is pre-women's wrestling as we know it in WWE. Uh, this was the tail end of the uh, two minute matches. There was the Divas Championship. Uh, we had kind of come out of the lingerie match era. Luckily, I think there was still like one mud match or whatever with Vicky Guerrero getting pushed in. Or was that supposed to be poop? Anyway, that's poop. way. Yeah, it was poop. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. So at during this time, the authority maybe it was, maybe it was gravy. Was it around Thanksgiving? Because around Thanksgiving they used to do gravy yeah. bowls. It's disgusting. That's disgusting. Anyway, the authority yeah. is in power. Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, K. It's gotta be K. It's gotta be Slacks Kane. Slacks Kane. Authority Kane, the most boring of Kanes. Like uh, I, I found, I found, there were certain parts of Authority Kane that I found to be hilarious when he would just smile and talk like a normal person. <laughs> like I found that to be funny. But then he kept then he kept getting like the mask out of a case in his office. I was like, okay, that's dumb. Yeah, wait, hold on. I know we're supposed to be talking about the Bellas, but that was super dumb because like he's an authority figure. He's already powerful in his own right. It's like Stephanie would like look to him and say, like, you've got to go back to the well. And he'd be like, okay, got to get a cane mask from a case. But also the weird thing was like he was bald. He shaved his head. Yeah, but the, it had but then hair. The, the the mask had hair as if we hadn't seen unmasked bald cane like do cane things for years. I had not ever. Really? Oh, ever. You missed a lot of television. I I started watching wrestling in 1996. I left in 1998 and then I came back in 2014. I don't Okay. All right, this is all okay. That's all we're being silly. Very silly episode. Um, Did you know the Bellas were a thing? Okay, so during the <laughs> spring of t- 2014, uh, Daniel Bryan was kind of like butting heads with the authority, Kane, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H. Triple H was uh involved as well. Um, and so Brie Bella got involved because she was married to Daniel Bryan, as you do. Uh, this resulted in 
so Brie was getting punished by Stephanie McMahon for her involvement, and she faced Stephanie McMahon in a match, uh, lost, and was forced to quit WWE. Now, during the time that Brie had quit, quote unquote, I think this was also when she was like buying front row tickets to shows, mm-hmm. if you remember correctly. Uh, so Stephanie was punishing Brie because of this, because they're sisters. And Nikki was put in a bunch of handicap matches. Uh, she was getting beaten up. She was kind of she was winning and losing back and forth, but she was being punished. Um, now, at SummerSlam in 2014, this is in August now. Brie had a match against Stephanie McMahon um, after Brie had not quit anymore. Uh-huh. Like she had annoyed Stephanie so much by showing up to shows that she got to come back. Matt, uh, Matt, yeah? I yeah. was there, bro. Wait, 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 wait. I was at the Brie versus Stephanie McMahon match. Adrenaline I saw in your the soul, sir. Adrenaline in my soul. I saw Nikki turn on Brie. We didn't even get to that, Chris. Spoilers. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you cut that out? Adrenaline no, 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 in no, my I soul. I, I was at that SummerSlam that was like, that was the year. Uh, <laughs> it was Brock, Brock versus John Cena was the main. Uh, that was a good show. Yeah, that was, that, was a, that was SummerSlam. That was SummerSlam was good. Um, so Brie was fighting Stephanie McMahon. And of the authority was coming down and Nikki was there to save the day, quote unquote. Uh, but she ended up turning on her sister and mm-hmm. punching her, joining the authority. Now, Chris, I freaked out. Adrenaline in your soul. You were at SummerSlam that year. I was at SummerSlam that year. I saw this match. I saw the turn and I lost my mind because they're the Bella twins. They're always together. Also, we all hate Stephanie McMahon's character. She's a heel. <laughs> even even to other heels, she's a bigger heel. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Even the bad guys were like, God, Stephanie sucks. And suddenly Brie turned to Brie aligned with Stephanie turning or Nikki aligned with Stephanie turning on Brie. And it was messed up, man. And, and regardless of what you think about the Bella twins, I think there was a, there was a weird shift uh, of public opinion on the Bellas when women's women's revolution happened in WWE. I think there was a little bit of backlash against the Bellas, but for that time, the Bellas and AJ Lee and Natalia were kind of holding things down for also, the women's division. Yeah. Let's, I feel like the Bellas get a lot of heat for nothing because they can, they're legit good wrestlers. Yeah. And they came from not a wrestling background. No, they were like, this was during the time when WWE was just hi- hiring models, fitness like, models. Yeah. Fitness models. That's it. Like Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus was a fitness model before she came to WWE and she became one of the best women's wrestlers ever, ever. Yep. Yep. Um, I would say that holding the Bellas up to current in-ring talent that we have now, we've seen kind of the generations meet. The Bellas aren't up to the same level as the people that were trained uh, FCW and NXT, but that's just how things are. I mean, when the focus shifted to women's wrestling being more more in ring action. Yeah. Of course, those women are going to be better. That's how yeah, they were trained. Absolutely. But, but Bella's during this time holding it down. They're doing a great job. So seeing these two women who are twins, they are sisters. They've always been together. Always, always doing the twin magic to get the win. Yeah. Seeing them split like huge deal. Craziness. Huge. Absolute deal. insanity, Matt. Um, and, and then, then when, I, I should go without saying Stephanie ended up getting the win with Stephanie a, ended up getting with the win, a pedigree, a pedigree. Ah, 
What? That's the voice for every McMahon, apparently. <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's so, the best part. So leading up to like the following weeks, the uh, it's like right after SummerSlam, there was an episode of Raw where Stephanie and Nikki were in the ring discussing why Nikki turned on Brie. And it's all about how uh, Brie stole her boyfriends. Brie was jealous of her. Uh, and now it's Nikki's time to shine. Yada, yada, yada. It, which is a weird sentiment considering that at that time, Nikki was in the Divas Championship um, like run. She was in the mix for that. Anyway, this leads us to August 25th, mm. the episode of Raw, where Nikki confronts Brie. In the ring, Jerry Lawler is the moderator. Oof. And Chris, I think it's time at this point mm -hmm. to not just talk about this segment, talk about this promo. Mm -hmm. I think it's time for us to dramatically reenact it. Are you saying, little... Matt, that it's time to visit WrestlePiece Theater? Oh, yeah, it is. Welcome to Recipes Theater, a segment where we reenact and reread beautiful, wonderful segments from the history of wrestling. Tonight, we go to the August 25th, 2014 episode of Raw, where Nikki Bella and Brie Bella are having a discussion in the ring, moderated by Jerry the King Lawler. On tonight's episode, Nikki Bella will be played by Chris E. Hayner. Brie Bella will be played by Matt R.G. Elfring. Jerry the King Lala will be played by his original audio. Michael Cole and JBL will be played by their original audio. We now take you to the middle of the WWE ring. Misa Nikki Bella, I am so done playing hold second on, fiddle on, no, to no. a sister that never don't, gave a damn about me. Don't, don't add words. No adding words. Time on her tradition. I am so done playing second fiddle to a sister that never gave a damn about me. Oh, uh, yes, I do. Oh, wait, Ms. Daniel Bryan. Everyone's favorite Bella twin. Well, let me tell you something that you don't know about Brie Bella. The Brie Bella that stole all my boyfriends when we were young. I did not. The Brie Bella that always got in trouble and always pointed the finger on me because she was the good twin and Misa was the bad twin. You're lying. Brie, you know what Misa not lying about? When you quit, you abandoned Misa. No. Yes, I was put on three on one and four on one handicap matches. Every week, Misa was forced to do something and all the while, you sat at home watching it on television. You cared more about trending on Twitter that night about than me. Oh, give me a break, Nikki. Give Yusa a break? Yusa know what? Yusa are the one sad excuse of a sister. Stop. Yusa are one sad excuse of a human being. Stop it. God, stop it, Nikki. 
I don't know. You... Are you so going to cry? Oh, is Bree going to cry? Oh, Bree, the perfect Bella twin is going to cry. Hey, look, everyone. Look at the real Bree mode. A pathetic hot mess. Nikki, Nikki, that's enough. Stay out of it, old man. Get out. Get out. As far as Misa concerned, Misa has no sister. Misa wish you to died in the womb. Oh my God, look at Nikki Bella. I mean, assaulted her sister, Bree. And she, the, the kid trying to do what she can to try to separate Nikki. But oh, just a, a, an awful situation. She's taking her hair out. Get off of Misa. Misa have no sister. Misa have no sister. You're dead to me. Chris, what's up? That hurt. Yeah, it was great. Went full Jar Jar. I tried. I committed. I got. I got to the commitment about halfway through. Yeah, it's it's tough to really stay in a character. It sure is. Embry do here. What? I wish you died in the womb. I I want to point something out. I painstakingly transcribed this to the point where I'm trying to identically transcribe what they're saying. So there are a lot of weird. Uh, th- I was put on three on one and four on one handicap matches. That's identical to what Nikki says. It's not a typo. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to be very honest about this and about watching these promos this, uh, today. Uh, Nikki and Brie are, are their their mic skills are not great in this era for this era. They're bad. They got much better. They did get much better. This was a very very rough segment. Well, it's also Matt. It's a very rough segment, but also because it's the like the some of the content is just messed up. It's bad. I the idea of twins <clears throat> or siblings breaking up and co- becoming rivals is a very compelling storyline, I feel. Unless you're the Hardy Boys in which case it was also bad. I don't know why that why WWE can't get sibling rivalry to work when it should. You know, I, I don't. I yeah, I don't know, man. I but I think a lot of the lines in this are are, are very. I mean, aside from "I wish you die in the womb," uh, I have no sister. Um, it, it it goes from one to forty very quickly. The idea that Nikki has been a, felt abandoned by her sister when she quit "quote unquote" WWE because of the issues with Stephanie McMahon. Um, I think that's a great starting point for Nikki. Uh, but Nikki goes too heal too quickly within the promos not just this one but the ones previous to this mm-hmm. for it to really be a compelling piece it goes from you abandoned me to like well she's ruined my life it's like well calm it down on september 1st mm-hmm. 2014 on an episode of raw a series of vignettes were released over the course of the evening oh boy called growing up bella now, are these uh, these I have to assume these are the vignettes where Maurice plays Nikki Bella and the Miz plays John Cena. Those were so good. <laughs> I know. I just those wanted to bring so, those up because so they were dope. good. And do you remember do you remember at the very beginning of Total Bellas when they learned John Cena's house rules? We should do an episode about John Cena's house rules one day. I mean, we should because like, holy cow. Anyway, carry on. I'm sorry. Men got to smoke cigars after dinner together like men. Uh, I demand everyone wears a tie to dinner. <laughs> Man, I wear sweatshorts to dinner. Anyway, growing up, Bella, this was uh, Nikki 
talking to the audience, trying to explain why Brie was such a bad sister. Um, I've never told anybody about this. Brie has always been conniving, jealous, self-centered. This is my senior prom photo. That's Ryan. I had the biggest crush on him all four years in high school. And when he finally asked me the senior prom, oh my God, I screamed. Ugh, I was so excited. I literally saved my money for months to buy the most beautiful, expensive dress I could afford. Sadly, that's the only photo that exists of us. Right after that photo was taken, Ryan disappeared. I found him later on that night, in the parking lot, with Bree. I went home and I cried my eyes out. But I've never told anyone that. Man, Matt, Bree sounds terrible. Am after, I team Nikki Bella? After Nikki's, after Nikki went to the prom, he disappeared. It sounds like Bree had him dead. killed. Yeah, no, it's insane. like that's a that is a weird way to put it when they're like, and then I saw them making out in the parking lot or whatever. I mean, to be fair, let's let's do the to be fairs on this. Nikki is doing fine reading these a lot better than her in ring segment uh, that we wrestle piece theater. Uh, I think the the writing and setup for this is it's worded poorly. Like, I think it, I think it's done. I think that's done purposely. Really? Because with the way the mu- with the way the music is playing, like they're like Brie killed him. No, they were just making up. Like I think it adds a fun no- a funny note to it all. Okay, honestly. I think it's hilarious. I think the car getting uh, so after this one, there's a story about Brie stealing uh, Nikki's car because Brie couldn't drive. And I, but like, didn't Brie kick that off with my mom bought us a used car? Yeah. So how can but, but so Nikki, is it stealing the car? No, but Brie didn't have her driver's license. No, so stealing the driver's license, absolutely, but she didn't steal the car. It was their but, car. But she can't drive, so she that's technically stealing it, right? No, not I if it know. belongs to the both of them. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I take it back. W- I'm on Bree's side. Steal that boyfriend. And then the third story was about helping Bree study. The third story, I was confused when they were. she was telling it. Uh, she's helping her study, but then she took the test? I'll be honest with you, Matt. The third story was the least compelling, and that should have been the middle one. They should have started yeah. with the prom, then go into the test story, and then end with the car or reverse the prom in the car. I remember crapping on this hard when it was on TV. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I super love it. It is very memorable. Well, yeah, because like fine wine, our taste has aged well. But also, like, I can't really name too much else going on in WWE during that time, aside from um, Damian Mizdow and then John Cena versus the authority. Uh, that, Bray that's... Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was just Bray Wyatting though. I mean, like yeah, a you specific say that story like it's line. a bad thing. It's not, but I'm saying like a specific thing going on. I think Ambrose and, or Mox rather, and Seth Rollins were feuding at the time. That was pretty good. Yeah. But Seth was but uh, you're, working but, with the authority. Yeah. But you're not wrong. Like it was, it's compelling in the worst, best way. Yeah. I think you within wrestling, you need to have, uh, excuse the term, but schlock like this to really 
tie to to bring a different tone to the to the show. Mm-hmm. And I like stuff like this. I I mean, again, I liked the Bobby Lashley Rusev Lana thing. <sighs> this and is better than that by a long shot. It is. It is. I I feel like the biggest issue with all of this is that I we're we're only in Act One for this, by the way. Uh, the biggest issue for this is it's just it's scripted poorly. And I don't think it's on purpose. I think it's just it's scripted poorly and Nikki and Brie aren't as good on the mic as we're accustomed to with many of the top male and female superstars now. I would agree with that. Uh, so, Chris, let's get back to the story. This has all happened. It's been very silly. This is all coming down to hell and a cell pay-per-view on October 26th. And when I was uh, going back into this and kind of watching some of the old matches, I got very excited because I thought we got we were going to get Nikki and Brian in a hell in a cell. And then I remembered, oh, no, women weren't allowed to do it at that time. Well, the, the, that wasn't the next pay-per-view, though. Before that was that a champions oh, clash of champions. Um, and that, yeah, yeah, clash of champions, which uh, Nikki did of, not win night of champions, night of champions. Sorry, you monster. Uh, Nikki did not win the title that night. I just moved on to Hell in a Cell, apparently. Yeah, they well, Nikki and Brie. It, well, it was Nikki and Nikki Page and AJ Lee in a triple threat that AJ Lee won to. It's it's a whole thing. It's it's background noise compared to what's going on here. It, it, that that pay per view doesn't essentially matter the long the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um. So Hell in a Cell pay per view. It's going to be Nikki and Brie. And the loser, Chris, is going to be the personal assistant to the other for 30 days. The personal assistant. Night and, if she, and, and if you refuse to be the personal assistant, Matt, you're fired. So uh, Nikki ended up winning the match and Brie uh, became the personal assistant. And later that evening at Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, Brie had to get Nikki a milkshake and Nikki dumped it on her head. Yeah. Yeah. That'll show them. Remember, remember not long ago when Brie, when Nikki was like, I wish you died in the womb. Now she gets her true comeuppance pouring a milkshake on her sister's head. This is where the, uh, what the Bella's called the Cinderbella story starts. And this is, I would say act two of a three act play that we got from this feud. Now act two starts off great to me. The idea that Brie has to be the personal assistant to her heel sister, who has been awful to her is pretty fantastic. Mm -hmm. That could be great. uh, The following raw Brie accompanies Nikki to the ring. Brie's just kind of reluctant to help Nikki, but that's kind of in her contract as she has to distract Naomi while they're in a fight and uh, Nikki gets the win whatever um but as time goes on throughout the raws it uh, brie doesn't seem reluctant at all or a personal assistant it just kind of slowly goes back to oh they're just the bella twins again um there's some moments where brie seems hesitant about what she's doing but it really doesn't feel like that's ever committed to mm-hmm. um and that kind of stinks this leads up to Survivor Series on November 25th when Nikki gets a shot at the Divas Championship against AJ Lee. Mm-hmm. And I will explain why uh, what happened happened in a second. Um, but within 30 seconds, um, Brie distracts AJ by kissing her. AJ is confused. 
Nikki gets her in the rack attack or gets her, uh, hits her in the back of the head with an elbow, then puts her in a rack attack and then gets the win. And Nikki's the champion and Bria celebrating with her just as happy. And that was super weird because it was a, th- a 30 second match, essentially. It doesn't feel like she wished she had died in the womb. No, not at all. They're not really. I don't know. So at a Wizard World convention, Bree and Nikki were uh, discussing this match and what happened. Uh, this is via cage side seats. Uh, and Nikki said, when I had my championship match uh, against AJ at Survivor Series, we were supposed to have 15 minutes. Uh, and Cinderella was the ending the next day on Raw. So all of a sudden, when AJ and I were in Gorilla, they were like, how can you do this match in 30 seconds? And I was like, what? 30 seconds? How do I win a championship in 30 seconds? Uh, Brie goes on to explain that she came up with the kiss of death angle and that they were very excited to continue the third act of this, which would be Brie getting revenge. Even though the next the morning or the evening prior, she was celebrating the Divas Championship. Win. Yeah. Um, so they got to the store. Uh, the authority had been put out of business by John Cena at that Survivor Series. John Cena beating the authority. And they decided to just scrap, not bellows wwe just decided to scrap the feud completely so it never got a conclusion which is insane because it was again they're in they're at the end of act two of this feud i would say they're like yeah like i don't even know if they're at the end of act two of the feud like and it it went from so much hatred to mellow out so quickly yeah i I, like act one uh nikki deciding she hates brie Act two is the whole Brie personal assistant. Act three yeah. would be Brie getting her, giving her comeuppance to uh, Stephanie McMahon and Nikki. And then like, it just turned, then it just like Brie just started accompanying her to the ring. It just, yeah. And it was, it was weird. It just ended. It was so weird. And that's then, not on the Bellas at all. No, that's hundred uh, percent on WWE. And by the time Royal Rumble rolls around, so like again at the next pay per view TLC, uh, Nikki defends the title against it's TLC. Practically every match is a gimmick match, except Nikki versus AJ Part Two, in which it was just a singles match and Nikki retained again when she sprayed something in AJ's eyes while Breed distracted the ref. And then by the Royal Rumble, which was the next big pay per view, they're just teaming again yeah that's it it is so weird to see so much time devoted to a feud and it just disappears yeah uh and we i mean that happens a lot in wrestling but i it doesn't happen kind of on the scale it did with this because this nikki brie feud was the second half of raw every time it was, or the second half of SmackDown, mm-hmm. it was, it was always right before, not always, but it, typically it was right before the main event match on raw. Like I went through and rewatched it. It was like, it would, that, that would happen. And then it would be John Cena or Dean Ambrose doing something. Yeah. Um. So it's just weird to see something that had so much, a, a giant spotlight on it, just disappear overnight. Anyway, man, I will say, uh, Nikki ended up holding on to the title for quite a while. Yeah. Cause wasn't the, cause she held on to it to snuff out AJ Lee's reign. Yes. And like, and some paper and she's defending it on some pay-per-views, but other pay-per-views it's just Bella tag matches. Yeah. Which is like, it's 
interesting. It's very interesting. I mean, this is right before the give divas a chance stuff too. Or I'd say a couple years before, maybe. Like I'm looking through and I'm through the the following May uh elimination chamber and she's still defending the title. Yeah. She she beats Paige to defend it at at uh uh Money in the Bank. Like this is it's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. Hey. We hey. did it, Chris. I'm proud of us. We did an old school episode of the show. Utterly ridiculous uh, feud. Yeah. Utter, utterly, utterly ridiculous. I mean, they honestly, they should just pick up the feud now. Have them come back and act like their last decade never happened. Just like, hey guys, we got to finish this up. So, um, I still <laughs> wish you died in the womb. Oh, it's my turn to get revenge on Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie's like, I'm not there. <laughs> Adrenaline in my soul. I've really got to finish up this plot hole. Adrenaline in my soul. Why are you here? <laughs> Cody. I've got to finish Cody. up this plot hole. Oh, so strange. So, so strange. Great episode, Chris. We did Agreed. it. We nailed it. I've got to go back and do some other work. Same, 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 same. Same, same for you. Big same. We're important guys. Screeners, man. But thank you for listening. Please rate us and review us on the Apple Podcast. I think you could rate us and review us on Spotify. Spotify. Do yeah, do it all. Google Podcasts. I don't know. Wherever you get us, rate and review us because that helps people, new people find the show. That's right. And without new people, we die. In the face. I am very tired. Chris, any final words? I wasn't there. I wasn't there either. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.